You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 7th, 2020. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to clean up some odds and ends. Magic Gaming kicked off or tipped off. It's NBA 2K League season on Wednesday. We'll talk about their opening game and, and something interesting I thought I thought about the NBA 2K League's broadcast of their third season so far. Obviously, they're playing remotely at this point, um, but some interesting thoughts that I have about, about how the NBA might be able to fix some of its television problems, or at least one idea I'd like to see them try. Um, we'll also talk a little bit about the Magic, this year's version of the Magic. We've talked a lot about the historic Magic, but we're going to talk about this year's version of the Magic a little bit and how shooting has really been kind of a key to the team's offensive turnaround as, 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 as the obvious answer, of course. Now, before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast. I work for Search and Gravity Download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Currently on Fox Sports Florida, they are airing the Orlando Magic's 1995 Eastern Conference Final Series with the Indiana Pacers. So you can check out Locked On Pacers for other great Pacers content. I don't think they'll be talking about that series anytime soon. But no matter which team you're interested in, whether it's the NFL, MLB, NHL, or College 2, in addition to the NBA, you can find a Locked On podcast where, of course, Thursday the NFL schedules come out. So you will be able to listen to your favorite team's Locked On podcast for a breakdown of the schedule as it comes out. Again, no matter which team you're looking for, there's a Locked On podcast for you to search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDONNBA, or actually, sorry, excuse me, use promo code LOCKEDON, just LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. So, with the NBA 2K League starting, we do have a little bit of basketball and a little bit of Magic basketball. Uh, yes, you do get victory pizza when the when the Magic Gaming wins, just like you would if the Orlando Magic win. It, it is exciting. And seeing as we're all basketball starved, I am playing probably a little too much NBA 2K as it is. We're all wanting some basketball back. It is admittedly very nice to see some kind of live basketball. I know some people aren't into the video game thing. I get it. Um, I think it's fascinating. I think it's interesting. It's certainly different from watching a regular basketball game in, in several ways, but it is interesting to watch these games play out. And yes, it is akin to, at least in some respect, live sports. And Magic Gaming opened its NBA 2K schedule, its third season in the NBA 2K League, on Wednesday against Bucks Gaming. Magic Gaming has been on the doorstep of the playoffs now for the last two seasons. And yes, there are, once again, high hopes that Magic Gaming will be able to compete for a playoff spot this year with Reezy in his second year, as well as a, a, a group of really interesting players in, in DT playing center, Toxic playing the four, a team that's built on its defense uh, and on its pick-and-roll play. In that sense, then, the first game of the season could not have gone any better. First, just some basic information about the NBA 2K League this year. 
Usually what they do is they have all the teams fly to New York. They play in a studio with a crowd and all that jazz. And that's where the build is located. The teams are able to play kind of on the same console, so to speak. Um, But obviously that's not an option today with the coronavirus. So instead they had to set it up so they could play remotely, which is not particularly easy. Not always that easy. And the way they're setting it up now is that they play two games of three, or best two out of three games, which I actually think is the right way to do it. I actually like this format a lot better. Less less randomness. I'm always a fan of getting rid of randomness. You know, I want the better team to win more often than not. And the Magic Magic Gaming had to come away from its first two games, a, a win over the over Bucks Gaming, feeling pretty good. And the first game, Magic used a, a, a three-point barrage, 13 three-pointers to get a fairly comfortable win. But game two was a completely different matter. In game two, Magic Gaming fell behind by 10 uh, late in the first quarter, first half. They were struggling to get their offense going. Reezy was turning the ball over a lot, couldn't quite get the pick and roll going. The Bucks did a really good job closing down the lane and switching and making it difficult for him to get downhill. And the Bucks were running out, and obviously, when you get turnovers in in, in the two in NBA two K, if you've ever played it, um, it, it, it that's how you get beat is, is when you turn the ball over too much. That's how that's how teams kind of extend leads. But Magic Gaming fought their way back in. They made some adjustments, and they were able to to find their attack. Reezy got himself going, scoring thirty points in in the second game. Hit a couple threes before halftime to get the lead down to six. And all of a sudden, Magic Gaming had momentum on its side. They dominated the second game with Reezy scoring 30, and I believe it was DT scored 27 as, as they worked the pick and roll to perfection. A couple, couple timely threes here and there, and all of a sudden, Magic Gaming had raced out to a lead of their own. Only some late turnovers made things interesting, but Bucks Gaming's potential game time three fell short at the buzzer, and Magic Gaming walked out with a 2-0 series win and their first First victory of the season. It's all good signs, I feel like, for Magic Gaming. Yes, there were some bugs to work out. They're very point guard dependent. If you if you do watch the NBA 2K League, if you do watch this team, very point guard dependent with Reezy kind of leading the way. But definitely a very dangerous team. Got some nice, got some good shooters, got some guys who, who can hit shots from the outside. Got a good big man. It's just about kind of getting back into the sink, sink of things and getting back into into rhythm with each other to work that pick and roll and that spread offense that they have as a four-out offense that they that they run. In other words, Magic Gaming has a lot to be excited about and a lot that they should like coming out of this game. Still a lot to work on, obviously, first game of the season, but a lot to like heading into Friday's game against the Wizards. Against, I believe it's DC District. I don't know what the names are called. The Wizards team. I gotta do my... my 2K League research, I apologize for that. But, again, simply sitting there and watching it and seeing kind of the back and forth of a live action game was exciting. It was good. And in this time, we all could use it. Uh, NBA 2K League's going to be run for the next six weeks from Tuesday to Friday uh, with the Tuesday games I believe will be airing on ESPN2. And the other games airing on Twitch or ESPN3. So if you do need a basketball fix, if you do need to see some like kind of live, unpredictable basketball in addition to the Magic Classics that are on Fox Sports Florida, 
the NBA 2K League has you covered. It is it it, it work it works if you're willing if you're a video gamer if you understand that game, it, it works. I, I really do think so. And I think the NBA 2K League is potentially a sort of testing ground for how the NBA is going to have to broadcast itself. Perhaps coming out of their own hiatus. And I'll explain exactly how the NBA 2K League is doing things here in just a moment. You know, we're all trying to to take care of ourselves during this time of of social isolation and, and, and staying away from each other. And while, yes, I have been logging some time in NBA 2K, I just got my diamond Jonathan Isaac uh, off the reward market. Uh, I got my ruby New Year's resolution Markel Fultz. Very excited for new Markel Fultz. I've got I've got several Markel Fultzes in my deck at this point. Um, it, it 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 yeah. I'm, I'm playing I'm playing probably a little too long. It's a little, little too long on my on my NBA 2K. I'm working on that diamond Terrence Ross with the with the sim. But this is this isn't an ad for NBA 2K. This is not that. I need to get off my ass. Sorry. I need to get up off the couch and I need to work out a little bit more. And when I work out, I need the supplement. I need the support to make the most of that workout. And that's what Built Bar is. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. 16 amazing flavors, all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew and they taste good too. Built Bar is great for the health conscious person. can help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. It's all the things you need. From flavor pro- flavor profiles like peanut butter brownie and mint brownie, all with at least 15 grams of protein, all, uh, all under 170 calories, low sugar, and low carbs. It is the perfect, perfect snack to help boost you during your workouts and give you the best tasting protein bar ever. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. So with the NBA 2K League now on, you know, going remote, you know, you got your two broadcasters are remote. You know, you're seeing a lot of this even like with, with ESPN's Korean Baseball League, you know, Everyone's got all the broadcasters are remote. They're kind of in their in their Zoom boxes and and talking to each other. And it's it you know it's it's definitely different. Uh, you know I, I think I think the remote viewing experience is different. I know with other live events where ESPN has had ESPN. I know the Olympics do this a lot where they have broadcasters um, in studio. I mean you definitely lose something when you're not present in the building, especially when there are fans present. Obviously there's no fans at these games. Um, but the NBA 2K League to try and get their season in and and try and, you know, pr- present a televisable product are running games simultaneously. And the NBA 2K League's Twitch channel with, with its broadcasters are sort of cycling between the two games. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll focus in on one game and broadcast that essentially in full. But they'll keep an eye on the other games around, around the league. And, and I would imagine if, say, a game gets to be a blowout and the other game's fairly close you'll get to switch over to the more interesting game. 
And I think that's a fantastic thing. I think that's absolutely what should be done. On top of all this, of course, you got the potential for two close games at the same time. In fact, that's what happened Wednesday night. In Game 2 of the Pacers-Heat game, as well as Game 2 of the Magic Bucks game, it came down to the wire. And you got double boxes showing you that finished to both games as the broadcasters narrated what was essentially happening in both games simultaneously. It's a little confusing at times. You know, I was certainly focused on Magic and, and I wanted to see Magic Gaming do well. Um, but it was interesting nonetheless. And I think, you know, obviously just two nights into the NBA 2K League season, it's, it's not perfect yet. And I think they're going to learn a lot. I think they're going to figure out exactly how they want to do this. And, 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 and I know watching the broadcast myself, you know, wanting to see the Magic play. I want to see Magic Gaming. You know, I'm, I'm obviously following the Magic. They're, they're, they are my team at this point. Um, I, I was a little disappointed that we essentially didn't see Magic Gaming at all for Game 1, just as I'm sure Heat and Pacers fans, or whoever's following it, were disappointed they didn't see the Heat Pacers game for much of Game 2. And in fact, so essentially what the NBA 2K League do, did, does here is they focus in on one game for its entirety until it's closer, until around halftime, when they'll update you on what's going on in the other game. But they never switch fully to the other game. It's, you know, interesting concept. But, you know, starting off, I think that's fine. Especially in this league, you know, where I think they're still establishing their fan base. They're still trying to figure out what their appeal is beyond maybe hardcore gamers. Um, you know, there's certainly still skepticism about airing video games on TV like this. But, um, you know, it's just, it, it, it's a competition at the very least. Um, and and it deserves to be treated as, as such. I mean, I think I, I do think that that is the case. But this whole idea does have me thinking about what the broadcast of the NBA will look like when it gets back. Because more than likely, we will have broadcasters who are working remotely. And... More than likely, we're, you know, if, if the NBA goes to its bubble idea, we will have multiple games going on at the same time, in the same building at that. And I think there's the potential for the NBA to experiment a little bit with its broadcast. Look, there's no denying at this point that NBA television ratings are down. Um, it is something that is concerning to the league. Because while, yes, television ratings are down for everyone as, as television markets get, get fractured, TV revenue is still the number one place that the NBA gets its money. It's not from fans. The NBA is fine playing the rest of this season without fans. They need to fulfill their TV contract obligations. There are ads that are sold. There are That, that is the bulk of their money. It's from the TV rights deals. And so, yes, well, I, I mean, I don't think the NBA's ratings issue is a catastrophe by any means. I don't think that they're in quote-unquote quote, quote trouble by any means. But it is concerning. And it is concerning that despite the buzz the NBA gets on Twitter, despite the buzz the NBA gets online, despite the, the, the coverage and the way the NBA is covered, it is concerning that people are not invested in the regular season or seemingly as invested in the playoffs as before. 
you know, there there's the theory that LeBron going out west hurt the NBA, and I think it did. But there is a little bit more to this. And I think one thing the NBA has to consider doing is changing the way it broadcasts games. It's changing, certainly changing the way they select the games that they play on national TV. Loading up the start of this season with New Orleans Pelicans games in anticipation of Zion Williamson and then having Zion Williamson not available hurt the league. Loading up on so many Golden State Warriors games when Stephen Curry got hurt and not being able to flex out of those games hurt the league. Now, are, did fans tune in to see Giannis play LeBron on a Sunday afternoon in Los Angeles? I, I think they they probably did more so, and I think the Saturday night games have been a, a huge success. There is still something to the cachet of that solo weekend game, whether at night, whether on Saturday, on Saturday night, whether on Sunday afternoon, even the Thursday night package with TNT. Although, again, I would argue sometimes with TNT, they fell a little bit too much in love with the Lakers last year. They fell a little bit too much in love with the Knicks. I, I, I still think there's a lot of old thinking going on with the NBA and, and with the television partners. I think they're a little too enamored with market size and, and not trusting that the audience wants to see good basketball. I do think that that is something that the league and, and its television partners have to address a little bit better. And honestly, something that I've been thinking about a little bit, I discussed this with Zach Oliver on our podcast, rewatching the Magic's game against the Lakers. I don't know if we recorded it. I had some recording issues in the first half. Is I would like to see the league come up with a, a sort of red zone idea, a red zone channel. I want first, as far as the, 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 the TV ratings things go, or as far as the TV packages go, as, as, as someone who, who follows a small market team, I firmly believe that... Every team in the NBA should be guaranteed one nationally televised home game every year. Full stop. I think that it is to the benefit of the league to showcase each team at least once on national television and once at home. It's it's an easy bone to throw to a home team. They can hype that game up. It can create a good atmosphere. Nothing sells the game better than that. I mean, I can remember going to Magic games uh, when the Magic were struggling to make the playoffs, like Magic Rockets when T-Mac first came back. Uh, obviously, there's a little bit more intensity in that building, but that was a TNT game. It was intense and loud the entire night. Whether I mean, the Magic haven't had a home, nationally televised, regular season game since... I believe the LeBron game when he scored 50 on Earl Clark. No, sorry, sorry, Earl Clark, we love you. Um, it, it's been it's been seven or eight years since national television, not NBA TV, ESPN or TNT. It's been a long time since a national television regular season game has been in Orlando. And if you're you know if you're trying to bring fans to the game, if you're trying to make people believe that. Every team really has a shot. You got to put them on national TV. I, I this is this. I mean, this is just my firm belief. I, I don't know what the numbers say. I don't know whether that would work. But you know, play Bucks Cavs at, at Quicken Loans Arena or Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, whatever it's called now. 
give me a heat magic game on national TV at, at the Amway Center. Like it, 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 you can get a marquee team in there to, to drive the national audience, but your show, I mean, but especially for a small market team that maybe that's their only national television game, that game means a lot to the fans. And it shows itself through the way the fans interact with that game. So that, that, that's, that's always been, like, if, if I were commissioner of the NBA, there, there are probably, like, two or three things that I would do. On the TV rights front, that is the first thing I would do, is I would say, I will guarantee to all my owners, to all my fans, they will get one nationally televised home game, period. Now, for some of those worst teams, I'm going to put it at the early, beginning of the season. The next thing I would always do is I would make sure that there's flat, that there's easy ways to flex. I wouldn't necessarily set the national television schedule in stone from the beginning of the season. We need to be able to flex into games, flex out of games. You know, do what essentially the NFL, what college football does, and keep kind of games, you know, able to move in and out, um, move in and out of the of the schedule as needed. So that if Zion Williamson does get hurt or Stephen Curry does get hurt, we're not stuck with those games on national television. I, I really think that that is as much of the problem with, with low TV ratings. But the one thing that I think, but you know, this is dancing around the point I'm trying to make here. The one thing that I think is interesting about the NBA 2K League and what they're doing with these two games and something that I think the NBA should at least think about trying if they end up doing a bubble idea and you have maybe four games running at the same time. Let's do an NBA red zone. I don't understand, you know, especially if you have League Pass, perhaps, or if you buy League Pass for your cable company, why there isn't an NBA kind of red zone channel or red zone option. You have a guy, you know, even on NBA TV, on a particularly busy night, perhaps, NBA TV's got its broadcast schedule. They they tend to, to use the local broadcasters as well. They have their own broadcasters that are watching games with you. On a particularly busy night, maybe like an eight, nine game night, which which happens fairly, you know, probably once a week, you bounce around the games. You have your featured game of the night, just like Red Zone does. Red Zone has a featured game that they tend to stick with. But when stuff happens around the league, you bounce to it. If the game you're watching is a blowout, you bounce to the next game. And obviously with the national television schedule, with, with, broad, with the broadcasters, you know, dedicated specifically to that game and, and and probably some regional sports network rights not working, you wouldn't be able to do that on maybe an ESPN or whatnot. But if we're going to go to maybe a bubble, let's say, let's say we go to a bubble at Disney and you've got four games going on at the same time, you know, maybe a four and four. You have your featured game, you have your cameras trained on that featured game, but if it becomes a blowout, you bounce around to the next game, or you make sure you have highlights, you intersperse highlights with other games. I think that the NBA has always been willing to be innovative. It's always been willing to, to change and to adjust as needed. And I think that the situation with the situation with this bubble idea with the hiatus, with the potential that you do, you will have games played and multiple multiple time, multiple games played at the same time in the same location. We'll give the NBA the chance to experiment a little bit. And if I'm the NBA, 
you know, I don't know how much control they have of the NBA 2K League, but once the NBA 2K League gets settled and, and figures out its right formula for what they're doing, I would be watching this experiment, you know, again, with just two games for now, but how, but experiment to see how fans reacting, how it looks to bounce between games. You know, I, I remember kind of when I was still new to League Pass and, and didn't, didn't, you know, understand everything that I had at my disposal. I, you know, until really the fourth quarter, I'd be flipping between games. I, I'd want to watch everything. And I still think that there should be some way to watch everything, if at all possible. I'm curious what y'all think of think of that idea. If, if you would watch sort of a an NBA red zone channel. I, I don't think there's really something like it. NBA TV's tried to do it on occasion, but they haven't kind of leaned all the way into it. Um, you know, I, I feel like it would be really good as a second screen experience. Maybe you could set set it up on a twit on a Twitch or some platform where you can have kind of NBA Twitter rolling with you. Um, so you can see you can see how what fans are reacting to and, and what they're watching and that, and that can help kind of guide where the conversation and discussion goes. Um, you know, I think there are ways to be really, really innovative with the NBA broadcast, uh, with the national broadcast especially, that can draw fans into what makes the NBA so much fun. Um, I agree with a lot of people that I think one of the issues the NBA faces is the off-court drama is more interesting than the on-court drama, especially in an 82-game season. Um, I do think that shortening the season should be something that's on the table. I'm sure we will see a shortened 2021 season to try and help the calendar get a little bit more correct. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if we see like a 70-game season in 2021. Um, but, you know, I think the NBA needs to be willing to, to, to try new things with its broadcast or find ways to, to make its broadcast a little bit different, a little more forward-thinking, and a way to showcase everything about the game. Showcase everything about the season. Every team. I mean, I feel like, you know, again, I, I, I get it. I've been following a team that's been at the bottom of the standings. The Magic are fairly anonymous nationally. No one knows anything about the Magic. And a lot of that's because, yes, they don't have a star. They don't have a guy who kind of draws people in. They're not featured. Nobody knows them because they're not featured. The Magic had, what, one nationally televised game this year. It got moved, too. Um, and that game was on the road. Like, the Amway Center crowd didn't get a chance to showcase itself, to, to show itself off and bring new fans in. And again, it's just like, you have a hard time explaining to people that the Magic are playoff team. You had a hard time explaining to people last year who didn't watch the NBA very closely that Nikola Vucevic was an all-star. Yeah, I mean, even among NBA players, they may not be able to get to, to see everything. So I do think one thing the NBA needs to do, and again, this is coming from a small market, so maybe it's it's a little biased, but one thing the NBA does need to do is showcase its game more. Less about the off-court stuff, which ESPN is all over, and the off-court stuff's important. It is interesting. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like it's a little bit too much sometimes. And I do think that that, that is a reason why People aren't as interested in the games because ultimately the games don't matter. Or commentary about the games devolves into where's Giannis going to go in free agency or where's this player going to go in the, at the trade deadline. It's a story. Don't get me wrong. I don't say I don't mean gloss over it, but that cannot be the driving story. We have, you know, I've been watching a lot of old games lately, some classic games. And again, 
things change with the times. I get it. That that's the way the game was played back then. That's the skill set that players had back in the day. Although I, I'm watching these games, I'm like, I would totally use these players completely differently. Basketball today is better than it's ever been. I firmly believe that. I mean, as as Kobe said in, in the last dance, I am Kobe because of Michael Jordan, because of what the, the groundwork that he laid for me. And that is 100% true. Basketball is better today because of basketball of the past. It, it, we are standing on the shoulders of giants just as we are holding up the next generation to take this game to its next next destination. The game's going to change again. It's going to be it's going to be fantastic and it should be exciting. And it needs to be showcased better. And I think if that that happens, that's what's going to drive ratings. That's just what I'm interested in at this point. Well, we're coming here close to the end of the podcast, but I want to make sure I tell you about one of the ultimate life hacks. It's it's hard to find the time to sit down to read and learn more. You know, even in this time of social distancing, even though we're all home, you know, we got the distraction of TV, the internet. Yes, NBA 2K. Very distracting for me personally. And when you don't have free time or you don't think you have free time, you can't read or work on personal development. There's an incredible app that solves this problem, and I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique. That part's underlined. And it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people like business leaders are well-known for reading a lot of books. Blinkist is made for busy people like you, who want to get the main points of books of a book quickly so you can start using that information right away. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, on your lunch break, or while you exercise. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now, this very moment. And it has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, and history books, among many, many more. Blinkist has the latest titles from bestsellers list, as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read but never had the chance to. You can read such popular books as The Sports Gene, Inside the Science of Extraordinary Athletic Performance by David Epstein, This Is Your Brain on Sports, The Science of Underdogs, The Value of Rivalry, and What We Can Learn from the T-Shirt Cannon by L. John Wertheim and Sam Somers. You can also read Tiger Woods by Jeff Benedict and a whole lot more. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com NBA, try it free for seven days, and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist. Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. I was going to talk about this year's team. I'm going to save that for tomorrow. We'll talk about the magic and, and how shooting has really played a huge role. Duh. 
uh, in the Magic's offensive surge. We'll talk about that uh, on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. I just kind of went over on my rant about uh, about the NBA's TV uh, patterns and schedules. So I want to make sure we get. I want to make sure we give that its due. I also want to make sure we give uh, the Magic their due uh, as far as as what I see as the big change for them. Um, uh, the the only bit of news I want to make sure I get in here as well is that uh, it appears uh, Steve Clifford said on on Scott Inez's show, radio show on ESPN Orlando, the Magic are probably not going to be ready to open their training facility on Friday. It does look like they're aiming to to open it back up to players early next week. Again, the rule there is going to be one player, one basket, no more than four players in the building at a time, and and no more than actually, I believe Alex Martin said no more than two on the court at the same time. So they'll be on opposite baskets, uh, kind of working working on their own. Everyone in the building has to wear masks when they're in there, except for the players when they're working out. Um, that, and then the other two would be in the training and, and the work and the weight room. Um, it, it you know no front no front of the bench head coaches although the, coaches although I think there's a report going around that uh, the the rule is the the teams designate six coaches that can work with players. Um, including strength and conditioning coaches, so I think that, that that's where they'll favor. Um, you know, as far as I can tell, players seem very eager to get back in the gym and at least touch a basketball. Um, you know, I've seen some workout videos posted around from Mobamba, uh, as as well as a few other guys. So you know, I definitely I think there's definitely an eagerness to get back to work, even if the season is still a little ways away. Certainly, still some questions to be answered though as far as that goes. But that's kind of the only news that we have to cover about this year's team. We'll talk more about this year's team on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But before we take off, I do remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on Locked on Podcast Network. We're searching every download podcast for Locked on and the team you're looking for. Be sure to check out the latest episode of Locked on NBA where Ben Golliver and David Locke discuss the teams that would still be playing in the NBA playoffs, where do Jordan contemporaries rank all time, and the possibility of NBA expansion. Well, they talk about that on the latest episode of Locked On NBA. Download that wherever you download podcasts. Of course, you can download this podcast uh, wherever you download podcasts too, such as Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast where I just said. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Be sure to check us out as well at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Until next time, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.